and welcome back to Box Seats, episode four, the show that was started with two sad sports fans whose NFL teams have not lost since this podcast <laughs> was uh, begun. So we're very confused here at Box Seats. Uh, I'm your co-host, Sid Conker, with my fellow co-host, Chase Carnan. How are you doing, Chase? Well, I mean, obviously, as you alluded to, I'm doing fantastic. I'm getting a chance to watch... Uh, the cards right now, uh, and game one is the Padres actually winning, uh, despite being a pretty mediocre team all year. And as you said before, six and zero on the on the pod. I mean, I think uh, I'm not sure how we got so off brand so quickly. Uh, I mean, really, this is kind of a all positives sports podcast. Not really a tortured fan, but uh, so maybe, maybe that's just for now. Maybe we should maybe lower expectations a little bit. I don't know. So it's very confusing times. I want to take this opportunity to apologize to Derek Rose because clearly, if I did this a decade ago, he <laughs> so my bad on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is game one for the Cards Padres. Interesting. I read an article that actually uh, said the Sox Padres would be the most exciting World Series matchup this year. We'll see about that. I would not disagree with that. I mean, you're, I mean the Sox are I mean, one of the probably top three or four favorites, right? I mean, wouldn't you say? Uh, we had, I mean, we had one hell of a run there, but the last two weeks close out the regular season were real tough. Lost a lot of leads. Um, starting pitching after one, two through five, I have like not much confidence in. So, you know, that makes you a little bit nervous going into a playoff series. Well, all that matters is you get through game three tomorrow, I assume. Um, yeah, must-win game. Exactly. So it's, it's all fine from there. You know, the playoffs are a whole different beast. I mean, you get. Yeah, get rid of those last couple of weeks and put them out of your mind. This is a, we're starting fresh. Right. I mean, we have the AL MVP. Mm-hmm. That can't hurt. Exactly. And, uh, can't. We hit bombs, so it's it's fun to watch. It's a fun team to watch. Yeah, I think Abreu may have more home runs than the Cardinals' top five home run hitters put together. <laughs> it sure feels that way. I think I think our home run leader has six or seven home runs, <laughs> while, while while Luke Voigt is over here has, has like twenty two <laughs> on the season. So uh, yeah, nothing really, nothing to be insecure, insecure about here. We have eleven rings, and I'm not I'm not worried. Yeah, but, the city of St. Louis is definitely the most secure city in <laughs> especially especially east of the river. So that's what I've heard, though. I've never gone. Yep. Just rumors. Um, so. I don't know if you can hear that, but that's uh, an ESPN intro and a Lakers game that's about to start. Um, are we talking about the NBA Finals in September? <laughs> What's yeah, happening? I know. It's, uh, I mean, maybe, maybe we can rebrand uh, the Finals MVP of the series into uh, the new Mr. October. The, the new... The new uh, was it Reggie Jackson? Am I getting that one wrong? We wrong? What am I thinking of? Um, it's you know. October. I'm going to love that title for Bam. <laughs> that's that's, gonna that's cute. That's him. cute. But uh, in, all, in all seriousness, though, uh, it's a very bittersweet feeling being the finals, which I know is super weird to say. And although I'm extremely excited um, for LeBron and AD to hopefully – Prove themselves in their in their own way uh, by closing this out and just winning a as you've said before in prior shows an asterisk uh, title. Um, it's been, it's been exciting. I mean, really, this is a you know AD potentially taking that leap into pure superstardom, uh, or potentially it could be Jimmy Butler doing the same for him and, may, and earning the respect that he may not 
have gotten but deserved up to his, up to this point in his career. So it's uh, it's also probably in my mind the toughest matchup for the Lakers. Uh, I mean, they could easily repeat what they just what they just did against uh, Milwaukee and apply the, apply the same logic to the Lakers. I mean, throw out a lot of zone. Uh, don't go for too many too many defensive rebounds and just stop transition altogether. I mean, all the, all those same strategies still work on the Lakers, considering their supporting cast. And uh, I want to say I'm nervous. I'm not even confident enough to pick the Lakers uh, to win this series. I'm really I'm really straddling the fence. Where, where, where are you at on it right now? Well, before we do that, I do want to point out that whatever you say is useless because you picked Celtics in seven. I had Miami. That's- so, oh. so. I'm on a roll. I not qualified. Talk about the heat, the heat then. I'll leave that to you. But honest, you the, the I honestly, <laughs> I didn't think uh, Miami was going to look as good as it did. And uh, going into that game six, what I was thinking about was, you know, I, I did hope for Miami to win that and close it out just because I don't know how Boston would have matched up with Anthony Davis. It just was not going to happen. No, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have worked. It would have been Grant Williams playing 35 minutes a game and, <laughs> yeah. and feeling absolutely miserable every single time he gets posted up. This is going to be a much more interesting series this way. I just think going into the bubble, um, I had my doubts about the Lakers past their 1-2. Um, and those, I, I mean, although those concerns remain, I, I'm just... I can look past that because one of them or both of them show up so damn often at such a high percentage that I feel confident enough in saying that they'll probably the best players dominate at the highest level. And I think I think the Lakers are probably going to win this, and Miami's going to make it super tough. But mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, I mean, there's there's a lot more motivation here than just the players too. We have to consider. I mean. Not only uh, are is there a chip on the shoulder for pretty much everyone involved in the series. I mean, the Lakers have a bunch of role players who, I mean, other than Rondo for the most part, have you know never really gotten over that hump or well, and then Indiana Green, I suppose. But still, I mean, it's there's a lot of chip on the shoulder for guys like Dwight. Um, and then on the Heat side, I mean, really, it's all those all those guys are a bunch of overlooked players who the Heat have napped up and turned into this. I don't even want to say misfit team because they're all, you know, above average good players that just were in bad positions beforehand. But, uh, and it being a really, really strong opponents, man. And the fact that Spo has been coaching as well as he has, uh, really is probably the scariest thing coming out of this whole entire thing. I mean, Miami has not wavered or felt panicked this entire playoff run, pretty much. I can see the Lakers have once or twice, but Miami is unshakable. Win or, win or lose. That's the scary part for me. Expose genius, the X factor in this series. I think so. I think so. I mean, I want to give Vogel his credits because uh, he really hasn't gotten a whole lot of it, and you know, LeBron coaches never really, never truly will. But uh, I'll keep, I'll keep singing the high praise of uh, Vogel's defensive adjustments through and through and through, man. But I mean, I don't think coaching is going to be the absolute X factor, really. It's just going to be whether or not the Lakers' role players can contribute anything at all. <laughs> Want to hear fun stats, Sid? I have a stat, a stat for you. Sure, thank God we have a stats guy. Yeah, exactly. At least you pass along uh, from someone else, obviously. I'm not qualified to get my own stats. Uh, I'll leave it to the intern. But um, the Lakers, even though they only have three losses this, po- this postseason, uh, they are undefeated when they shoot uh, greater than 30% from three. Wow. You can, if you can believe that. 
which is crazy, but if you really think about where all these points are coming from, and it comes off of a lot of Caruso and Rondo hassling the uh, ball hunter taking, taking it up and getting a lot of steals at the top of the key, which results in super easy transition offense, or really just AD and LeBron bullying their way into the paints or in, mid, in mid-range and kind of picking their spots. So it really just comes down to, you know, guys like guys like Caruso and Kuzma and Rondo all come off the bench and actually have some production, um, you know, especially especially from especially from, from three because they're going to need that spacing more than ever. Yeah, I think I think that's interesting. I mean, the <clears throat> also glad to see uh, playoff Rondo back at the highest level. Oh my god, basketball! I mean, Rondo's the only reason they've been, they've really been. Uh, kind of dominating series is so far. I mean, without his him hitting wide open threes and <laughs> actually earning himself 25 minutes of playing time a game, I mean, it would be it would be a whole different story. I just think down the line on some of these some of these during some of these games, I feel like Miami's going to have a hard time getting a bucket and the fact that the LA I feel like is just able to give the ball to LeBron and just make something happen. Mm-hmm. Um I almost feel like maybe Miami needs one more playmaker to compete. Right. But we'll see. Um, that's It's weird because that's kind of exactly what they've been doing this whole time. It's like, you know, like, because they have enough depth and, you know, like, not enough ego for, like, certain guys to, like, need to take that shot. Like, I mean, Jimmy was good early on in the playoffs, especially in that um, – in that Milwaukee series, and just taking over late in the game, getting, getting you know, go, go searching for foul calls, hitting some big shots here and there. Uh, and Bam's had his own chance to do uh, similar things, but it's, you know, they, they usually don't have to be in that position, you know. Uh, they've kind of just, you know, played as a team and made, and made it work near the end. And they haven't needed to have someone bail them out, but I think you're right, though, that come this series, facing the toughest opponents yet, they're going to need someone like that to step up, because... That's exactly what the Lakers are going to do end of the game. I mean, no matter what sort of panic and desperation is going on in the game, there's still, there's still going to be a relatively close games for the most part, I think. It's going to come down to a couple shots down the stretch, you know, last two minutes. Who, who, who's the star who can just, no matter what defense you throw at him, can be unstoppable and, right. make, and make plays? And, and if one of these Miami guys do step up, I feel like we you know, expect that out of LeBron and AD and yet mm-hmm. they'll get shat on if they don't do it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, AD, AD more so because he's never played at this level and people start asking, is this too big for him? Right, exactly. That, that'll be a fun winter for him. <laughs> fall, I guess. Um, but if, you know, if anyone on Miami is able to pull that off, that's going to propel their superstardom to just another level. Oh my gosh, I mean, we were, we're, we're already getting 0-4 Pistons comparisons over here. I mean. Right, right. <laughs> considering who we believed uh, Bam was at the beginning of the season, even considering who we believed Jimmy was at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. I think you know a lot of people had him in their top 15, maybe top 10, but I mean, if he's able to like do that in the fourth quarter of NBA Finals game after taking this Heat team to the finals, I mean, their legacy is going to be just something else and bam's expectations moving on from here will be mm-hmm. another level too agreed i mean i think it's weird because i will disagree i don't think really anyone had jimmy probably in their top 10 even with the injuries that were around this year so you're if you're not counting right. kd and, and stuff but uh even then i mean i mean he, he's so i mean he's probably in the top 20 you know probably like for sure and then you know pushing 
closer to that, you know, pushing into the top 15 for sure. But, uh, I mean, we as sports fans, we live, we live in hindsight. We live in the recency bias era where, I mean, it was, it would almost be like, even last offseason, even though I didn't feel this way, I think a lot of people would think you're crazy to not think Kawhi is the best player in the, in the NBA for winning a title, you know. So guys like uh, Kawhi and Giannis nowadays and Steph and KD, who aren't involved at all, are going to take a lot of hits in these rankings and just be put down, you know, down in the, like, 6 to 10 range, which is crazy to even think about. But, I mean, that's all, that's all we do. And if Lakers win, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, Lakers have two best players in the NBA. And that's just going to be the narrative throughout the offseason. Oh, yeah, I'm biased and corrupt for sure. <laughs> uh, Could you be bought out, though? Could your opinion be sold? But, so? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. Good See, to know. problem with that, though, it is, you know, some of those players, and I don't think that will happen. I think we did at the beginning of this season try, start counting out LeBron, which was a mistake, obviously. Agreed. Um, but the problem with Steph, and even more so with KD, I'm, I'm always skeptical of an Achilles injury. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think... Coming off of superstars, coming off of injuries, I mean, even someone like Clay, who was probably, you know, around the same level of rankings as someone like Jimmy Butler, possibly a little lower in my mm-hmm. personal rankings, mm-hmm. coming off a huge ACL, that always puts a question mark or an asterisk in my rankings of players. Yeah, agreed. And you just got, it's really, you're, it's a weird thing because you want to respect the the uh, achievements, uh, matter, even no matter what the situation is, of the guys who still did it, you know? like you know, It's not like in uh, college football rankings where you're like, well, Bama didn't play this week, so we don't punish him too much, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but it's, it's, it's totally different than the NBA. It's like, well, sorry, you weren't here. Availability is, uh, is an asset. we got to give respect to the guys who did it. So, I mean, people are going to be putting Bama in, like, <laughs> top 20 easily after this if they were to win it. And regardless, you know, regardless of who, of who wins it all, the Heat deserve a lot of respect. Tons. I don't want. To, I hope this run isn't lost on on people's minds just because it was a short and weird season. Um, right. Because they, they deserve it, man. Like in Spo, Spo especially. I mean, it should almost be hearsay to not call Spo the best coach in the NBA at this point. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, I mean, I still, you know, Popovich and. Well, yeah, of course. But, hey, but like, like, like I said, I mean, Spurs aren't in the playoffs. You know, whether or not the roster is incapable of the game, that but still not in the playoffs, yeah. and and Brad Stevens got uh, got worked. So he did get yeah. The Spo, that that was a great. I did love seeing the coaching in that Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't remember. I don't know if you remember. Back in July, we were talking about um, just young players and them having the opportunity to take that next step with the three-month break in between the season, almost as if it was a mini off-season, or it was really a, a off-season of its own. Um, and I think maybe the Lakers less so, but I mean, looking back and reflecting on the playoffs thus far, we've seen quite a bit of that with Bam, um, Jamal Murray, and even maybe Nikola Jokic to an extent. Mm-hmm, Luka Doncic, obviously. And Donovan Mitchell, for sure. Yeah, Donovan. Yeah, that Donovan <laughs> Murray matchup. Jesus Christ. So, yeah. And, and Jalen Brown, too, for me. I, I really thought he took a big step this postseason, improving, improving he hit, hit some big-time, big-time shots. Knowing yeah, he has to be the second guy. That was definitely an interesting um, thing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, and even deep book, we're, we're almost forgetting about how, how well deep, even though it wasn't the playoffs, obviously, but just bubble formats. I mean, we're giving deep book like <laughs> tons of consideration now, and actually putting expectations on the Suns, which oh, is a yeah, crazy thought to even have. What team? What team is he on? He's on the Suns. 
Is that is that an NBA team? <laughs> well, they are the Bright Future Suns, you know. They're 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 in the league, but you know, let's not, let's not make them relevant too soon. Okay, gotcha. They, I heard they had a draft pick the year Luca was taken. Yeah, whatever happened to that pick? Who, who did they, who did they no. take? Hmm. Someone whose production I can't remember that well. <laughs> maybe a slow-footed center who maybe isn't a little overrated. Is this our official transition to <laughs> Sacramento Kings talk? Because I'd rather. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk shit on Marvin Bagley either. Because I'm I'm a big Marvin Bagley guy. I mean, not not bigger than Luca, obviously, but I mean, I don't, I don't, want, I don't want anyone shitting on Marvin Bagley despite his injury history. A believer. I am a believer. <laughs> Whenever he's healthy, he averages like twenty and ten. It's ridiculous. Are we talking about Marvin Bagley? The I, don't, I, don't, I, don't want, I don't want to, really. I think we should move on. The fact that I've even said I'm, his name is probably already too much for final stuff. What about this? Maybe the second? <laughs> Marvin Bagley the first? I don't want to talk about any generation of Marvin Bagley. I think I'm, I think I'm good on I'm that. Sure I've got a whole family for now. Is there a fourth? Uh, maybe, maybe someday soon. Who knows? I'm not sure about his uh, relationship status. Uh, you know, he's serious thing, buddy. That's not for me to get into, Sid. I think now's the time or the place. The rest of us don't. Do you want to uh, announce something you know about Marvin Bagley's life? <laughs> My sources have told me that's it's probably not appropriate for me to talk about that, so I'm probably going to leave that as it is. Okay. That's right with you. Fair. Daniel House has entered the chat. <laughs> uh, his family is emailing me, man. It's been crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Going back and forth. Yeah, I might, I might, buy, I might, I might CC, CC you on those just for the, just for the contents, but uh, <laughs> but no. Um, future uh, guest of the show, Daniel House. Yes. Yes, yeah, Daniel House is <laughs> his cousins, aunts, family, whoever wants to, whoever wants to, you know, give give a give a take. We're here for it. Um, but no, it was all right. So, what's, what's your official prediction for the finals? Then I want, I want to lock you into. I want to lock you into prediction. I'll go Lakers in five, but they lose game one. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I think uh, LeBron, especially in circumstances like this, the whole any LeBron team relies so much on his basketball IQ. Um, also, I mean, not saying that that he's one dimensional. Mm. LeBron James is not a one dimensional basketball player. You heard multi talented LeBron James. Those phrases, uh, those words, never uttered together for sure. I, I, I really feel like he uses game one a lot of game ones to just. I mean, obviously he's trying to win, but he's like feels out what mm-hmm. you're trying to do to his team. And of course, yeah. I mean, you can't you can't give, you can't give him everything. You can't you know give, give away your whole game plan game one. Course, but, other yeah, teams don't have the luxury of doing that. So, you know, they're trying to beat LeBron. They have to throw everything at him right away and get the wins where they can. I'll go Lakers in five, also in the hopes that it puts more pressure on you and you get nervous. That I <laughs> but I'm rooting for the. I, do, I don't like these expectations you're putting on the on the Lakers right now. I'm actually going to go Lakers in six. Um, What's crazy to me is, this, like, this, despite the quality of opponents they've had to deal with um, each each series, they've still done it in five games. I mean, I mean, the Nuggets were not a uh, a team you that Lakers should have beaten in in five games, but yet still pulled it off just by AD taking a massive step. And the only reason I'm so confident the Lakers is only because of how dominant AD realizes he can be and has started to be. Something that's throughout the whole year, I was like, well, I mean, he's great, super talented, but like, you know, the killer instinct, uh, clutch gene arguments. <laughs> Sorry, always got in my head. Skip A list really got in my head on that one. Um, no, I agree though. 
No, but at this, at this point, he's proven everything uh, that I could ever want him to do. I mean, the effort is there, the mentality is there. I feel great about him and Braun's relationship and the fact that even if one person has, is having a bad game, there's no chance they're both having a bad game relative to where right, we right, expect right. them to be. And they're individually both so good that even if one person shows up, mm-hmm. um, and you know, I remember being high on the Clippers. Um, but the issue also came down to individually, if only one per one person on the Clippers showed up, <clears throat> Paul George, someone <laughs> someone did not, and one person wasn't usually good enough. Um, right. Whereas, you know, if AD shows up and LeBron takes it, they're much more complementary in their playing style. Mm-hmm. So if mm-hmm. one person does show up in one regard, the other can cover them and. Right. Yeah, and I think I think the motivation is just stronger on the on the Lakers side. Really, I mean, I think, I think there's more to prove for them, and there's such there's much higher stakes. Um, even though that would you know that pressure would probably crumble some teams. I mean, my doubts about this Lakers team has been pretty much all of them have pretty much been eliminated outside of their three point shooting. But uh, we'll see, man. I think Spo having the inside track on knowing how to stop LeBron and having all the experience together will be a factor, but. I'm officially going to go Lakers in uh, six because I don't think they want to deal with going to, going to seven. And also, I think the league is going to help out the Lakers a lot with foul calls like they have all year. So, I'm going to go Lakers in six, final pick, even though I really, you know, I think this is probably a well enough match series to probably go seven. I think the Lakers just have, between that and the... Um, the Kobe, Kobe Kobe motivation, I just think it's too much on on their side. Okay, well, I'm really looking forward to the Magic Johnson tweets if the Lakers win. <laughs> it's literally gonna read, "Congratulations to Los Angeles Lakers for winning the 2020 NBA championship, thanks to efforts from Bronny D." You think you'll? Uh, you think he's gonna congratulate Rob Blinka if they win? Ooh, I think I think it's only fair. I think it's only fair. He has to. <laughs> After trying to sabotage Lakers organization, I think it's uh, early on in the year. I think it's only I think it's only fair that he used to go on first take again, oh <laughs> and just God. and just get shit on a little bit. It's like, huh? It's weird. Magic, he could have been a part of this. It's so strange. Hmm. Um, hmm. All right, hmm. we're going Lakers in five and six. Um, yes, but I say that with with hes- with some hesitation for the record. I'll I'll record to show that, please. Lakers in six with hesitation. We're all rooting for the Mamba jerseys. That's the most important part. Yeah. Also, I'm really glad that uh, the Celtics are out of the playoffs, just for the sake of not, not having to see any more Brad Stevens in-game uh, interviews. I can't. I mean, I was a little excited for the ESPN promos if Celtics and Lakers were in the finals. Yeah, it's a magic that have- it's a magic that everyone wants, but also no one wants because, frankly, I don't want to, have to deal. With, I don't want to, have to deal with Boston fans on Twitter and just having to see. Any barstool personality, which is like half of them are from Boston. I don't want, I don't want to deal with that day in, day out. So the, the bias is going go, go to get to me at certain Yeah, points. when you reminded me about the city of Boston, yes, I'm very against it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, don't know, I don't know enough Heat fans to get mad at, honestly. And so, sorry, sorry, Rahul. Uh, I apologize in advance for saying that. But uh, yeah, I only really know, really know two true Heat fans, so I'm not, I'm not, too, I'm not too worried. Did you just call one of our three listeners out directly? Uh, I apologize, actually. I think it's less of a call out, more of an apology. Uh, if you ever, if you ever listens to this though, which I'm not sure he has so far, I think he's kind of a fake listener at this point. So we'll see who listens. We'll we'll find out if he catches the shout out or not. 
Well, um, the XFL is back, right? Wait, no, no. Oh, I, I mean, I wish. Now you get my hopes up. I would like the XFL well, to be back. by one letter. My bad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Not as important. Yeah, I guess. Well, the, it's the secondary league. Yeah, exactly. I, guess, I, guess, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. The NFL is still happening, but not for long because the goddamn Titans decided to go to strip clubs. I told you this would happen. Is that confirmed? Were they? Were they? <laughs> is, 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 is the official report? Yeah. Oh, if anyone no. gets COVID, um, they went to a strip club. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the story will never come out, so we might as well assume, you know, just for, just for being safe. Ryan Tannehill, you son of a bitch. All of a sudden, he gets paid. It's a nice big old contract. Things can do whatever he wants. And he's invincible. No, no, no. No one's immune to the coronavirus, Ryan. This man this man has way too much clout. Someone put him in a cage. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill is getting pretty confident. Uh, we're about, like, two weeks away from there being, like, a, a puff piece on Ryan Tannehill where he's just talking about going for the MVP and winning Super Bowls and all this shit. So, I mean, I think we're, we're getting pretty close to that. He's living Sam Darnold's wet dream, basically. <laughs> to escape to a calm Midwestern state, not Midwestern slash Southern state, where the media yeah, will not that. find him. He has a coach <laughs> that likes to run the ball and play defense. And you have a good enough roster to where the pressure isn't all yeah. on you. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I'm rooting for you, Sam. If you're listening to this, we're behind you, buddy. Uh, don't put don't put me in that. Don't put me in that. So I'm not, I'm not quite I'm not quite on the same side. Free Sam Darnold, dude. Are you not with it? <laughs> uh, he hasn't done enough to make him likable. I mean, like I said, the reason he's failing is not because of the Jets organization. It's because he's one of the very few ugly quarterbacks in the NFL. And ugly quarterbacks mm-hmm. do not win in the NFL. That's just a fact. Uh, that's a Chris Collinsworth take. You it is. It is. Exactly. No, that's a that's like a <laughs> Colin Coward like you know. You put your hat backwards. You're not. You're not equipped to be. Uh, oh, <laughs> I just. I just. Cro- uh, I just called Colin Coward Chris Collinsworth by mistake. You gave him way too much credit in that one. <laughs> here's <laughs> a guy. So here's a guy who That's loves funny. wearing his hat backwards. <laughs> That's fucked. That's fucked. I'm sorry, Chris. That's messed up. Um, but we have uh, two first place teams between us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We Time for. Uh, I would love to hear thoughts on your team. Um, because honestly, we're both in a very precarious position, being being three zero and having a little bit of expectations. Considering the Hawks have a, a very suspect defense, while the Bears have, in my opinion, and you may not agree with me on this, a very suspect offense. No, I don't know what you're talking about. No, we have a Super Bowl MVP at quarterback. Oh, 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 wow, really? Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. You, I know you don't know what that feels like, but also oh oh, I'm really Malcolm glad Smith, that we're okay. Malcolm because, Smith, I, we've had one before. Okay, is he on the Browns? Where is I, don't, I don't think he's in the league anymore. He's not. Just, yeah, really? Yikes! Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Couldn't be me. My Super Bowl. It was, it was a while ago. Uh, we won the Super Bowl. It feels like it feels like yesterday. Bowl, but it was a while ago. <laughs> my Super Bowl MVP start. Um, it's called a legacy. You know. <laughs> Would you uh, care to point out any other years of his career besides that playoff run, though? And that one, in that one year with Chip Kelly, would you care to talk about those years? Chip Kelly, Malcolm Smith, Chip <laughs> Kelly. Oh, you're talking about Nick Foles. Oh, you're talking about Nick Foles. Um, um, shifted it back. We don't talk a little about subtle shit. All I know is Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> we're at like, the best of the. Think... We're at him, him as best. We're not worried about all the other times. Just his best. Yeah, and if you can get him at that, oh my God, you're shut. I'll take yeah. that. I'll take Are we that. saying Matt Nagy, Matt Nagy is as good as a? 
coaches. Uh, well, uh, well, as good as offensive mind is Frank Reich. Are we willing to go that far? What what, it, what will it really come down to is I think him staying healthy, and you know giving him the enough talent. But I don't even think he's going to have to do as much. I would say that this team is almost. I don't know. I can't believe I'm comparing the Bills and Bears to a Super Bowl team. I'm <laughs> but I would. This is exactly say what that. I want. This is this is my plan all along. I want the hype as high to, as possible. Please. He has to do less around this team almost because I don't think. It needs to be. It, he went from back. He went. He came in for Carson Wentz at an MVP level that year when he did that. Mm-hmm. He's coming in for Mitch Trubisky, who's about to get cut. It's a completely different element. We're not expecting mm-hmm. him to drop thirty. Ooh, it is true. Does, does Nick Foles team, only live up, live up to expectations <laughs> wherever wherever they're at? Oh God, I sure hope not. But this team doesn't <laughs> need to score thirty to forty points. I think the defense is going to get better week to week. Mm-hmm. And the defense is used to such little output. I think this has the opportunity to rally the whole team. I mean, they're very well conditioned. I will say that. I mean, they're so used to playing, you know, 75% of the they game. They play a lot. They yeah, play exactly. A lot. They're on yeah, the field yeah. a lot. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're going to feel um, fresh nowadays. <laughs> Khalil Mack is really getting his money's worth. We're really yeah. getting his <laughs> Exactly. As many plays out of him as possible. Yeah. <laughs> but I really do think um, – I think the team's going to rally about – the offense looks so different once we put Nick Foles in. Mm, we started mm. throwing for more than like ten yards down the field. Yeah, exactly. And it was it was it was breathtaking. I haven't seen I haven't seen I haven't seen an offense like that in like four years. And so, throwing the ball outside outside the numbers too. I mean, I've never yeah. that's something I've never seen Mitch do unless he's rolling out. I've never seen him in the pocket make a throw to the boundaries ever. No, no. He it's he, if he does that, he's rolling out of the pocket for sure. Oh, oh, exactly. So it's a very exciting time. I would say I, this is as high as I've been on the. Bears and I don't think I never felt this good about the Bears last year. So I mean it'll be good because now we have uh, we're gonna have NFC championship teams. This is uh, this is the official NFC championship podcast. <laughs> no, honestly, though, I will give the Bears this. Like they have like a, a good a good uh, phrase to say in the NFL is you figure out how to win first and then how and then how to how to be good. So that's exactly what the Bears are doing. They're figuring out how to win, regardless of the situation, regardless of how bad their team they're playing against is, no matter how bad they're playing. I mean, they're just finding a way to win. And we'll give Mitch credit for that. I mean, I just, he pulled two wins out of his ass. So good for him for at least getting you to 2-0, first that, of all. <laughs> is that what your NFL coaches are telling you in your ear? I know. I, I, just, heard that quote, I just heard that quote a lot uh, regarding the Bears. So uh, it kind of felt right to say. But, uh, let me hear your thoughts. I'll have more to say on the Bears, but let me hear your thoughts on initial thoughts on the Hawks being three and Well, this is uh, in a weird way, it's a dream scenario, but at the same time, the defense, well, the offense is my is the dream scenario right now. Doing exactly what everyone, every Hawks fan has wanted to do for probably the last two to three years, uh, and then the defense is as bad. Probably worse <laughs> than what I expected from them this year. You know, I thought like, well, we've got, you know a couple of good young linebackers. Secondary is really good, but our pass rush is just as bad as I thought it was going to be. We lost maybe our, one of our best pass rushers in Irvin, which is a terrible thing to have if Bruce Irvin is the, one of your best pass rushers, and we lost him for the year. So there was a time where that wouldn't be the worst. I think I think Bruce Irvin had like a time where he was okay. Yeah, he played pretty well. Yeah, yeah. None, nonetheless, that's not a spot I want to be in uh, right now. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's that's not really super fun. But um, the thing is, like, I think there are very few offenses in the NFL 
Um, besides, definitely the Chiefs that could keep up with the Hawks possession to possession, you know, on, on offense. I mean, we'll give up all the points in the world, right. but at the way Russ is playing right now, I mean, he went from the last two, the first two weeks not pretty much making maybe one or two bad throws. <laughs> I mean, those entire two weeks combined. So now maybe having like he was like a little bit off this game. Probably had like maybe five or six passes that weren't like perfect, <laughs> which is a crazy bar to hold him to. But he actually is that hot right now. He's, I, I think at his peak, he's literally one of the most efficient passes I've ever seen. Oh, no, I completely agree. And uh, I think, I, I will say this, though, like about my uh, my Frick YouTuber comments from last week, is that Russ is really trying to win the MVP this year. Like, he like he's, he's he actually came, he came out came out and said it. Uh, and recently, I think the last day or two, he actually came out and said it. That is, that is his goal. He's going for the MVP. I think right now, I'm actually going to say this on the pod. I think this is going to happen. But just because they're, he's going to need to be this good. But I think Russ is going to break the single season record for passing touchdowns. We don't know. I, that's just such a high volume. And high, that, it's very hard. The, the thing is, Russ, I'm not saying he's going to break the yardage mark. I'm just saying, like, Russ is so good in the red zone. Like, like we, we always, he always ends up throwing for, like, you know, like a five touchdown, 300 yard, 250 yard, 250 yard game. He doesn't need to, you know. We'll have, like, two or three of those touchdowns being, like, Bombs, while the rest of them are just like finding someone in the red zone because he's outthinking the defense or just fitting in the walls in the super tight windows. He just does that, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> Carson is already hurt. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't tell you something about, <laughs> I mean, that, that should be his worry the whole time around. It's like, you, you can get, you know, 17, 18 carries out of Carson, and he'll be super high, high productivity. But you cannot, like, wear, handle. Him or Hyde taking that many snaps and running and running the ball, you know, thirty times combined in a game, and they realize the defense is that bad that they can't afford to do that. They need to actually actually be scoring points offense and staying super aggressive and staying in this mindset. Because if they, if they even revert to thirty percent of what they were, like, you know, like as far as tendencies that were that were last year, then we're fucked. Like we cannot, we we're not winning games unless Russ is being super aggressive and being allowed to throw the ball thirty five times a game. That's the only way. That's the only way this just, team wins. I just can't imagine having a franchise QB that's so self-centered and arrogant. <laughs> um, I mean, it can't be good for team morale. Yeah, play, play. Yeah, that's that's what we always thought. So. Hey, man, if you give yourself a nickname, that's that's a real hot dog move right there. Exactly. The influence of future junior just continues and continues. I but I will say, Russell, do, he does seem like as he seems more like. I mean, I'm sure he's still motivated by the team, but he he seems more driven than ever for, like, to get personal accolades and actual recognition for how good and valuable he is, which mm-hmm. is what this team needs because it's built around him. Excelling. Right, so. exactly. That's kind of that's kind of how I feel. It's like a perfect storm, you know, like an, the kind of combination of us needing him to be, <laughs> to be that good, considering our team just rely, like is kind of stripped down and like relies on him for us to become, you know, like be a, t- a top three or four team in the league. Um, so it's kind of it's kind of perfect marriage right now, um, and really I'm looking forward to his MVP acceptance speech because you know it's going to be like uh, Kevin Durant thanking his mom, but actually it's just future future junior sitting there in the crowd, <laughs> not not Sierra. She's not getting any credit for this. It's all future junior. And I'll probably say Mr. Unlimited Wait, at least so three or four he, times. He's he's giving Josh Allen's MVP speech for him. <laughs> it's like a pre presenter. It's like a second place, you know. <laughs> I, I was confused. Um, do you think 31 looks better on Russell Wilson or Nick Foles? 31. 
They're both 31. Ooh, true. Oh, you think looking looks wise. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I will say, with the dark visor, you don't have to notice Nick Foles' age. So I might go. I might go. Nick, I might go Nick Foles as far as uh, just pure, 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 uh, pure looks. Dude, how sick was that visor? If that was pretty. That's pretty in sick. In the middle of a game, yeah. week three. That was the sickest move. Dude, that's like, that's like what's like in basketball like, when they get the face mask, you know, when they get the little uh, when this one breaks their nose, and that's where the, the mask that kind of covers their cheekbones and nose. It's kind of it's kind of like that. So I, I loved it actually. That was it was pretty scary. He took it off. I don't know why. That was pretty was soft. Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> not very practical, but it was it was really sick. I, I was I was pretty intimidated yeah, just see was... <laughs> just see him go out there. His his his, indec- his indecision, <laughs> his lack of skill. What what, what, was, what was it about Mitch <laughs> specifically? I don't, I don't want to talk about it. But <laughs> it just I mean Nick Foles. He played a pretty darn good game. He just looked like an MVP caliber quarterback mm-hmm. Yep, I love my MVP caliber quarterbacks throwing 15, 15 of twenty nine for one hundred eighty eight. That's that's what that's what that's what MVP. Oh. Pardon because me. they're having to toss it 30 yards every single time because they're down three touchdowns. Yeah, true. I think. All right. Well, for, so, so, so what, all right. What's your worry? When you when you beat a relentless defense like the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> nope. It's not like we did that week one or anything and tossed for 400 yards and five touchdowns. No, no, we do that. No, that wasn't us. It must have been someone else week one. But uh, you have one, one final stat before I ask for a prediction on you for how far the Bears go undefeated. Uh, sure. Russ is also – the Hawks in general are 9 for 9 in the red zone with only one field goal all year. Wow. And that field goal is not in the red zone. <laughs> all times they've been – every time they've been in the red zone, it's been touchdown. Okay. Fun little stat for you. And the first team ever to allow 1,200 passing yards through three games. Twelve hundred. Yeah, <laughs> an average of four hundred passing yards <laughs> for our opponents. That's a lot. Yeah, it's, it's not a little. And you faced Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, and Dak. I don't see. I don't see the problem. I don't see the problem with that list. Yeah, I don't know. I'm saying. I'm saying those are honestly. I mean, Cam is not dishing it out through the yeah. air. Like well, they, they kind of had. Still, they kind of had to good. for for that matchup. But uh, agreed, though. Okay, well, what do you think? What do you think? Uh, how far are the Hawks going undefeated? Um, I'm going to pull the schedule really quickly. Um, I, can, so, I, can so what, tell, I, I can I can tell wait. you the Bears here. So we All right, uh, so you go first then. Play the Colts on the road. No, we're at home mm-hmm. for the Colts game. Um, and then Tampa comes to us. I honestly feel like this Colts game could sneak up on us. Three and zero. Um, new QB, but I'm gonna say we win this one and probably lose on a short week to the Bucks. But then, dude, I'm honestly I I'm like pretty happy with our schedule until like New Orleans because we go Colts, Bucks, Panthers, Rams, and then Ooh. November first, New Orleans comes to Chicago. 
Mm-hmm. So until that, I, I I could see I could see this team going into that New Orleans game having only lost a game or two. Right. That's because kind of what's well, kind of your I, best case scenario. Well, yeah, oh, game two, game two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this Colts Bucks game, I really I I mean, we're going to Carolina after the Bucks, but that's after a ten days of rest. Mm-hmm. And it's the freaking Panthers. Like, yeah, the Panthers will be they stick. Yeah. Um. And then we go to LA, but I feel good about all of those games. I think we can win all of those games. You just gotta stick. I think this defense isn't as good as it should be, but it still keeps you in games. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Falcons just—I know—I know. Speaking about the Falcons' offense and the fourth quarter is useless, <laughs> but uh, we'll get the Falcons soon. We'll get, like we'll get to that. We'll get yards. to it. We gave up like six yards and got a pick. So, I mean, I'm excited to see a full game of Nick Foles, really. Just, just see how the offense looks. I mean, especially against the Colts, who have a pretty solid defense. I mean, I think the Col- I think the Colts and the Bucks games are both kind of toss ups. I mean, because both of both those teams are really fighting for their lives to make the playoffs this year, even in ex- even in an expanded format. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's it's gonna be tough. There's gonna be a lot of prove it games for these, these next two. And it's very hard to predict Thursday night football. In oh, exactly. Now. Yeah, it's things get weird on Thursday night for sure. Yeah. Um, but so, so official, official, prediction, official prediction, though. How many, how many games will they go undefeated? You're saying I think, five? I think we'll beat Indy and probably lose to Tampa Bay on a short game. Okay. So four All right. Games. All right, perfect then. Well, listen, we have one more week of optimism then, hopefully. Mm-hmm. I hope we come back here and the Bears are 4-0 and you're just you know playing the Bears fight song or something if they, if they even have one. But uh, as, as for the Hawks, I've just seen the schedule. So... I think Miami will be closer than people think. I'm, I don't think the Seahawks are going to cover. Oh, yeah, exactly. They, they, they will they they, they play the up players. to their competition. I mean, they almost right, exposed right. the Bills for <laughs> not being able to hold a lead really badly. That was almost an insane comeback. But uh, somehow the Bills, Bills pulled that one off thanks to a couple good calls from the refs. And I say good calls because I respect the refs. All right? I'll always be on the ref side. Always. As a Lakers fan. Um... But so the Dolphins, I think it's going to be a tough matchup. Sort of, I feel I okay. I thought you were uh, thanking them for because the temporary refs gave you that game ten years ago. Well, that that well that that too, that too, that too. Of course, that is the, it's, only, it's definitely it's definitely a factor. Like, yeah. I imagine that was the reason you pro ref ever since. But go ahead. Exactly. Well, yeah. Well, uh, we've had a couple you know things not go our way last year, call wise. But anyways, um, so I think Miami will be a win. Um, Minnesota, I actually feel more confident in the Minnesota game than the Miami game, just because it's a Sunday night game. I the Hawks too. always play their best in primetime games, and uh, when, the, when the lights are at their brightest, and Kirk Cousins, as we know, plays his worst when the lights are, are brightest yeah. for him, so I think that will probably be like a 30-point route. You want to face Jared Goff and Kirk Cousins in primetime. And Jimmy G, also. By the way, I have some Jimmy G takes to get on later, but we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, anyways, so then then after that, and here's where it gets weird, because then the next, here's where we have the toughest part of our schedule. Maybe six games in a row that potentially could be tough. Then it goes Arizona, San Fran, Buffalo, Rams, Arizona again, and then the Eagles, if they figure it out by then. Um, so for me, I think the Hawks are probably going to go 5-0 and and then lose to the Cardinals in kind of a weird one because – that's a gimmick. That's a toss-up. For yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I think we're a better team in than the Arizona? Cardinals by more. Um, it, yes, it is in Arizona. Yeah, you're fine. 
fun. So yeah, I mean, we always. I mean, no matter how good or bad you know the Hawks or the Cardinals and Rams are, there's always like weird division games where shit just happens. You're just like, well, I'm not sure how the hell we lost this one, <laughs> regardless of whether the better team yeah. or not. Shit just those happens. are the worst. Yeah, so I think we're definitely lose one of those either to the Arizona or the San Fran game. It's, it's going to be a loss for certain. <laughs> yeah, so we about the Hawks, but uh, let's move on to some other topics. You want to? I want to hop on the Falcons for a hot sec because we cannot ignore how hot of a seat that Dan Quinn is sitting on. I think, I think personally, yeah. I mean, we may we may have coaches fired as early on the season as ever before with Dan, with Adam Gase and Dan Quinn maybe getting fired this week. Uh, he, I mean, he's for he's for certain fired. I mean, they could beat the Broncos, and it doesn't matter because they're basically starting their third string QB, and or, I don't have Von Miller, so they couldn't care less if they win that game or not. I mean, both teams are pretty bad, but I should, that shouldn't inspire any confidence in the uh, Jets ownership whatsoever. But I, I do have one take though. I think Dan Quinn slash Matt Ryan may have a bit of a fetish issue going on here. So it's not just Dan Quinn, right? We can say this is a Matt Ryan. Yeah. Seeing it up close and personal, this is a Matt Ryan problem. Oh, for, oh, for certain. I, I, was, <laughs> I was there for it, too. It was, it was not good. I think there may be a slight uh, auto-erotic asphyxiation kink going on here. Ooh. I mean, kind of a just loving choke yourself so, so much that they kind of get off on it. I think it's, I think it's highly possible at this point. I mean, nothing else could possibly explain... 28-3, even, even though that wasn't really Dan Quinn at the time. 28-3, uh, I mean, you can't... I don't know, man. In these last two weeks, it's almost impossible to blow leads as bad as they have. Like, they must be actively trying. Impossible. I mean, the Nick Foles thing, I'm giving Nick Foles more credit for that. Fair. But you really, you really don't give the Cowboys credit, though? In week two? I don't, I, don't, I don't give the Cowboys credit, really. They're pretty, pretty mediocre. Oh, for sure. Um, you think they like building up leads and then blowing them? This is what they live for? Yeah, exactly. Because then you don't have to have actual expectations. People just like think you're good. They're just like, well, there they go again, you know. And the things just didn't go their way this time. Because <laughs> I still think the Falcons are a good team. Like, I literally think they're – I still think that they have so much talent. And they're kind of a good team. But they just somehow blow these leads. Like, <laughs> Their offense is – There is a world where the Falcons are 3-0 this, this season. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> considering how close all three games were. However, they're just Ooh. mentally super weak. They just live in your head rent-free like that. They just like to be relevant. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. That's why everyone bets in the Falcons still, because they're like, damn, dude, look at all that talent. Like, look at their offense. It just doesn't work out. <laughs> yeah, if you lost money on Atlanta the last few weeks, God, that's... Oh, cool. yeah. I almost hammered the Falcons last week. I'm glad I didn't. That's rude. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, they have consideration for you, of course. Um, the Bills are the team to beat in the AFC East, right? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Blown lead, almost blown leads or not. Uh, yes. Still the team to beat. Um, I would, I will apologize to Josh Allen. Oh. Um, I feel like I don't have to apologize that much because I did draft him. Mm-hmm. Um, in some fantasy football leagues, so it's not really, I did believe Josh. You should know that. I just didn't believe coming out of college. Because, Jesus, they're so inaccurate. Our <laughs> body scares me. Um, I was, yeah, I mean, I would have, Josh Allen says start playing linebacker as well as quarterback. Dude, he is some of the meanest stiff arms I have ever seen from anybody. Not even just a quarterback. Like, 
Uh, he puts dudes in the ground with his divarms. You see how he tossed out a spin move also when they, when they were like inside the 10. <laughs> He's just kind of desperately trying to avoid like four tacklers. That was insane. He's like one of the more fun players in the league to watch right now. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I mean, he's easily in top four MVP consideration right now, as he deserves. I mean, it would have been a much less close game if he didn't have that bullshit pick that the refs may or may not have caused. Yeah. And not giving a real thing in there, but uh, just just saying. I always enjoy watching teams build stars, especially the quarterback position. I mean, it's just a good sign of a team when you can build around a player, even though they have some weaknesses. Um, and the Bills are doing that. Yeah, Josh Allen still has a couple moments a game where you're like, Jesus, like what? What were you thinking there? Why was that ball thrown with that velocity at that point? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's just can't just can Newton. Same thing as Cam Newton, man. Same thing as Cam Newton. Yeah, <laughs> just can't help himself. Really I just love throwing the ball hard. I just love it, man. It's yeah. so much fun. The, the coaching <laughs> and the organization as a whole has done a really good job around that team, and it might be just their time. I think the Patriots are sneakily just getting getting these dubs. Like, oh, for sure, for sure. Uh, um, they're not like making a ton of highlight reels, but they're doing exactly what they need to to get these wins. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's, that's kind of the scary part. They won't fly, fly under the radar. Oh, and it really is scary because, I mean, what they're doing is they're changing their game plan up game by game. Like, it's not, it's not the same yeah, game absolutely. in, game out. I mean, it's so it's what, just like, all right, yeah, what's their opponent's weakness? Oh, they can't stop the run? Oh, great. Well, they can't stop the pass? Oh, great. Well, we're going to change it up. We have the personnel, enough personnel to make it work regardless because their O line is just so good and they just make it work because they're so well coached. There was a, no, there Siri, was a no. hilarious, uh, just technical defects. That, that, was, that was brought to you by our sponsor, Siri. Um, I did find it. There was a clip online. And this is Bill Belichick doing what he does best. About which he's like, what does this team do the best? And what does this team do the worst? Okay, we'll play right into that and get this dub. That's, you know, that's how Bill Belichick wins games. You don't know what his teams are going to be. Mm-hmm. Unless we're talking about like the 07 Pats or like some of the more dominant offenses he's ever had. But they were double teaming the Raiders' uh, dump off passes in certain Ooh, places. I like that. Because Derek Carr just dumps it off so often. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I found hilarious. What an insult. <laughs> Man, they, 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 if the Pats play the Saints this year, <laughs> Drew Brees is going to be miserable. He's like, wait, I can't. He's like, wait, I can't dump it off to Alvin Kamara every single play. Now, what do I do? Yeah, that's a whole another conversation. Jesus, we'll get we'll get I to that. Degrees, but um, yeah, that was that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> also, I have a weird uh, lines line stat for you. Oh, wait, you want to be on Derek Carr? You want to have your Raiders rant real quick? I just want to say Derek Carr should have had a foot long. <laughs> <laughs> The Raiders are still good. Fuck off. They lost a quality team. They got outcoached pretty bad. Raiders talented man. They're gonna be fun. I mean, they, they could definitely make some noise. I mean, they're. I mean, like I said, they're they're definitely the second best team in that division. So, no reason they shouldn't make the playoffs. Um, I, I, West is a piece of cake. Yeah, I do. Have a, I do have a Lions stat for you. Go for it. Um, <laughs> the Lions have. Two second-round pick running backs in Swift and uh, on Johnson that played a total of – well, I'm sorry, I didn't play a total of – got combined five touches uh, last week, <laughs> while Adrian Peterson, <laughs> newly signed Adrian Peterson on maybe his sixth yeah. or sixth, seventh team, got th- 23 touches 
against the, against, against the Cardinals, a team they needed to beat in order to not be 0-3. And it worked, I guess. So maybe I shouldn't be mad, but it, bring, it poses the question, are they are the Lions worse at drafting or worse at personnel management? Personnel management. I give this to Matt Patricia. What are you doing? I, I mean, I'm not watching Lions game because you. Why would yeah, I? Yeah, I, I barely uh, watched that one. That was just a stat. I saw it. What the hell? Why? Man. No, I, I I close my eyes when they come on on Red Zone. It's so bad. But why um, are you doing this? What is Adrian Peterson doing for you? He like, only averaged three and a half yards of carry. That, <laughs> yeah, even if he is doing something that you love, like you're one and two, bro. Like you suck. Oh and two going into this game. Yeah, like why not to build up your asset? Develop, yeah, develop your, your running assets. backs. Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, no idea. He's a clown. He's gonna go. Yeah. That's a guy. He, he's he's yeah. If the Lions go like five and eleven this year, which they probably will, he, he's gone. <laughs> and then, frankly, he's running on uh, borrowed time anyways. After last year, I, I don't I don't understand. Hundred uh, percent. But excited to see him back on the pass. <laughs> Are you sure Bills and welcome him back in open arms after trying to re- resign all of the Pats players? It's kind of like sloppy seconds. I mean, we we weird, weird, weird wet, you know? Like, Detroit is like double, like New England's double A team at this point. <laughs> yeah. I'll be say double A. Not, definitely not quality of triple A. There's not like prospects. The Pats are like, oh, wow. I'd love to have that guy. Outside of Kennedy Galladay. Um, I think about Matt Stafford's career as like such a waste of time. <sighs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean honestly, he's going to have, he's going to be one of the top passers to ever live as far as like stats, but... Ninety percent of those came from came from came from garbage time and <laughs> being down twenty points. It's like, well, might as well fucking sling it now. Calvin Johnson, Hail Marys. Yeah, exactly. I saw a clip of him throwing a triple coverage to Calvin Johnson, and that was on Calvin Johnson's like career highlight reel. I was like, that should be on Matt Stafford's career highlight reel because that just is the most perfect example of what he is <laughs> yeah, exactly. like. Throwing triple coverage against a fairly good defense, and he's like, you know what? You got this Megatron. I believe in you, man. You're good. <laughs> You'll make Calvin it Calvin Johnson may be the peak of Lions fandom. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you just go from you just go from one all-time great to another. Like Barry Sanders, <laughs> then then move on, then move on eventually to Calvin Johnson. And just deal with like a 10-year gap in between. That's the kind of life of a Lions fan, I feel like. So I think they're due for another uh all-time player in like four years, probably. So they should probably get on that pretty soon. Start scouting out four years in advance. Yeah. Ooh, who? Which garbage coach are they going to pick to go along with it? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, is this pot? Uh, no, that wouldn't be McDaniel's. I'm not sure if he'd leave. Belichick has McDaniel's by the balls right now. There's no way he'd leave. Mm, maybe Adam Gase. How about that? Yeah, they could, they'll probably not. <laughs> that is exactly the kind Gase of team that would hire Adam Gase, regardless of the, of the pushback. Regardless, hire Adam Gase's current quarterbacks coach, whoever that guy is. My money's on him. Okay, okay, that's not a bad idea. Um, ooh, also, I want to, I want to talk about my my takes about uh, projecting my three teams that are super overhyped and will uh, fail this year. Um, I was oh, only yeah. kind of wrong about the Ravens, but. Um, they did, they did play pretty bad against the Chiefs, which is a high bar to be compared against. They did against. play poorly. They did play poorly. And I also, you know, I was... But that, is, that, is the measure, that is the measure they're going against, though. Like, I mean, I'm not saying the, yeah, the Ravens right. are going to playoffs, you know. Like, I'm, like, they're still going to win their division, you know, like, not halfway uh, easily, but they're... The Steelers are undefeated, but yeah, yeah. True. I, I, I still think, think it's so. going to come down to, like, you know, maybe a game or two difference, but still... But that's the bar, that's the bar I measured against. The Saints and the Niners, however, actually are 
actually are exactly who I thought they were. And Nick Mullins is far better than Jimmy G ever could have been. Even, oh even, if, God, even if that was his job. Jimmy G sucks so, so bad, Jimmy G He sucks. Because I've seen him firsthand so much. And I've seen how he performs in the fourth quarter. And I know how bad he is. I've yeah. seen it. I've you seen know, the I'm, fear in his eyes against a mediocre Seattle defense. I've seen the fear. It's palpable, man. Um, you can feel it. Are you sure he wasn't thinking about a porn star and daydreaming when you looked at mm, him? Fear eyes and porn star fantasy eyes are very, very different, Sid. I hate that podcasts are not a visual medium. Otherwise, <laughs> I'd have you show me. I, yeah, I'll show you. I'll show you the example if we were. But maybe, maybe, maybe next time. Yeah. Um. Well, Jimmy G. I mean, Kyle Shanahan. People are actually asking about starting Nick Mullins, which is insane. Well, how could it's not? It's not. It's not insane. <laughs> Nick Mullins just plays better than Jimmy G. $140 million. You can't just bench this guy. The same thing is happening in Philly with Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty hilarious. I can't. <laughs> well, can't, he is playing pretty badly too. <laughs> giving a quarterback 140 million dollars couldn't be me. This is why yeah. overdraft, undercoach. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe Jerry Jones has it, has it all right. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not paying QB, and like you just you just gonna get lazy and be end up being much much worse than when he's playing for a contract. Did you hear Jerry Jones called out Dak Prescott this week? For what? He threw 450 yards last week. <laughs> He said the difference. There was a play that he. By the way, Harrison Bader uh, catching a ball against the wall to end game one. Cardinals seven. Well, there you go. Padres four. Just some notes. Congrats on that. Yeah, prove live, um, bitch. He called out Dak Prescott on like a play and said that's the difference between like him and like premier quarterbacks is Dak can't make that play right now. Dak. Dak can make most plays. I mean, he's not perfect. I mean, obviously, like I don't know what bar he's measuring him against. He's like, it's not worth. Of not worth forty million unless they're Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes. Like, <laughs> you just have to pay them market value, though. Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. I was like, wait, wait, I was like, is that what, is this what he thinks though? It's like, well, there isn't a, there isn't really a market value. The market value is a little bit more than whatever the last guy got paid. Except for Mahomes. That's a whole different story. <laughs> exactly. That's market value. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's going to be market value. <laughs> um, going back really quickly to the Ravens, though. I, mm-hmm. I, like, I think both of us agree they're going to take a step back. Because for me, it was personally like that style of offense. I don't know how long it can last. And I don't think they're going to keep innovating. Right. We'll see. And Lamar seems to get so much better as a passer, better. man. He needs to get so much better. Right, right. For them, for them to make but the best I literally step. mentioned last week or maybe two weeks ago, that Lamar had taken a huge step and he seemed so accurate through games. Um, but when he's played down, um, and he actually it was on his shoulders, it really did not look too hot. Yeah, it's it's tough when you get whenever... Well, they, the problem is they also... It's hard when you not don't establish a lead early on and like rely on the run, set up the pass. I mean, that's, that's kind of the difference, is that... Chiefs, you know, eventually got ahead, and then once they were behind, it's like, all right, well, we don't have the run to set up our pass anymore. Now we're playing desperation time, and our scripts are, you know, are thrown way off. Our tendencies can't be the same anymore. We have to now rely on the pass, and they're expecting it. That's a a spot you don't want Lamar to be in. And they're expecting the Chiefs. Chiefs defense credit that goes against everything. Mm. Ooh, is that Dakota in the background? Wow, guest appearance by Dakota. You like that? Sometimes she's like about to go on a walk or something. Pro dog pod. Mm. Oh, very much so. Very pro uh, mini Aussie pod as well. Um, all right. Well, well, moving off the Ravens, I actually want to get your thoughts on the 
Packers-Saints game. I feel like it would be a travesty to go through that this pod without mentioning that uh, fairly entertaining game and told us a lot about both teams, I thought. So, uh, what, what were your thoughts on it you go, uh, leaving the game? I may have called the wrong quarterback washed before the season. Yeah, so. that's what I thought. But I'm sticking, <laughs> I'm sticking to it. Um, they're both washed, I'll say that. Ooh, there it is. That's that. There's a take. Spicy. But uh, no. But Breeze is Breeze is extremely washed. This is uh not. <laughs> it's hard to watch, man. Like he threw for his longest pass. Uh, I pretty much watched all his passes. The longest pass he threw, air yard wise, was 25 yards. And although it was, and although it was near the sideline, it was uh. Oh God! Why is why is Myers Leonard standing for the anthem? Everyone else is kneeling. It's just Myers 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 Leonard. It's, be, it's, it's because of his brother. Oh, dude! I, I all right. Well, it's whoever it means to him. He has the choice to do whatever he wants. It's just a bad, bad visual. Um, he's also white. Yeah, true. Pretty fair. Uh, <laughs> Hood, Hood hero knows better knows better than that. He's like, nah, fuck that shit. No, um, hero is definitely. I, uh, never mind. I can't. <laughs> Anyways, back to back to the back, back to the Packers Saints. But no, it, it it really looked like a travesty out there for, for just watching Drew Brees try and double clutch and consider throwing thirty yard passes, but realizing he can only throw over the middle about twenty yards and kind of find the space in between the safety and the and the linebacker safeties and the linebackers. It's uh, it's tough to watch, man. I don't like you on Drew Brees. I'm sure he's a nice guy and all. Nice but, uh, guy. It's, nice guy. Yeah. Apologetic. Uh, racially aware. <laughs> after the fact. Very racially aware after the fact. Uh, yeah, no one likes seeing Drew this way. So Sean no. Payton should probably adjust his offense. And I think Michael Thomas slants are coming back, and that's going to help him. Yeah, true, true, true. We're, yeah, we're, all this talk is, we're all going to forget about it and go back to thinking Drew is fine. But in all reality, he's still going to do the same thing he always does and just dump it off to <laughs> Kamara or, or have a, a you know, a 5 to 10, 5 to 15 yard, uh, you know, routes planned for Thomas. So, nothing new here. Um, the Alvin Kamara screens on their own make him look washed, but when you combine that with the four-yard Michael Thomas slants, superstar. Hey, it is efficient, man. It, it, gets, it gets results for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, could Mitchell Trubisky be inserted into that offense and be just as <laughs> No. I don't think he has the accuracy or decision-making, so probably not. But hey, you never know. Sean Payton can, can turn a lot. I'm sure he can turn a lot of guys into uh, starting caliber QBs. Winston? I mean, are you, are you if, if, if Drew Brees does get if Drew Brees does get hurt, uh, they will almost be forced to start Jameis Winston. Well, not almost be forced; they will be forced to take some starting games. I mean, he could. I mean, I can I can see it happening, and then just then you're just saying, all right, we're just going to run the weirdest Wildcat offense the league has ever seen. <laughs> and then the XFL will be back. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's gonna, it's gonna be like watching. It's gonna be like watching like Air Force, you know, when they just have this like the triple option and just <laughs> and just gets out of control. It's, it's, gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. I would like to watch that in the NFL. And then the NFC South has to secede from the rest of the NFL. <laughs> I'm cool with that because frankly, I don't think anyone's that's interested in watching any of those teams. So I'd be okay with that. Things are happening there between the two 43 year old quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and in fact, the biggest chokers in the NFL, like, and then one of the worst, and then one of the worst teams in the NFL who's playing better than they should. <laughs> yeah, all sorts of confusing, confusing. Things. Yeah, I, I don't want to get into it too much, but uh, <laughs> Packers look good though, right? Thoughts, Sid? Do we have to care to give Packers a little credit here? I will give Matt Lafleur a little bit of credit uh-huh. that he's kept his foot on the gas on this team. And Aaron Jones still looks super productive. Mm-hmm. Um, and Devontae Adams, with or without Devontae Adams, this offense keeps rolling. Mm-hmm. And he's motivating the least coachable dude in the NFL, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. So, it's not a bad take. He, yeah. <laughs> between all of those things, I feel like if I'm giving anyone in the state of Wisconsin any credit, yuck, ew, um, <laughs> it'll be Matt LaFleur. Easily the best coach in Wisconsin, too. Mike Budenholzer gave up the title a long time ago. A long time ago as in a month ago? Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, in sports uh, terms, it's like forever. He is bottom Matt, though. Between Matt... No, never mind. Matt Patricia's bottom Matt. Matt Nate mm-hmm. is number one Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur is number two. Mm-hmm. And Mike Zimmer <laughs> is drunk and at a bar in Minnesota. Who cares? <laughs> And, w- and wishing his name was Matt. He really... He, I, 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 <laughs> I wonder what his middle name is. I wonder if you could change that up. Just to just get weird with it. I kind of like, like that, actually. Matt Zimmer? Matt Zimmer. I kind of like it. It makes, it, it makes him seem like 30 years younger. He just gets, he just, he yeah. just gets some uh, some just for men. Really, uh... Maybe go for like a, a light brown. Really really go crazy on it. <laughs> go, by, go by Matt Zimmer. <laughs> He can say a glass eye, and we'll just forget. We'll, we'll forget about the whole other eye thing. It'll, it'll, it'll be great. Everything's gonna work out fine. Yeah, very progressive name being called Matt. Is it very biblical? Yeah, it's kind of anti anti progress. Anyway, it's not gonna get. In the if you're coaching in the NFL, it's progressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I think being only kind of religious is is progressive in, in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Have you? It's cr- also, can we talk about how crazy it was that Arian Foster came out as a- atheist and it was like the craziest news that the NFL had ever heard? That was a big fucking deal. He was into like, yoga. <laughs> it's like, how's like most of Americans nowadays? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand how that was like the biggest news in the world. Lines. Like, what? But what does that mean, though? So you're saying you don't believe in anything? <laughs> Explain yourself. <laughs> yeah, eighth, eighth grade me was having a field day with that one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Check out this guy. <laughs> he, has, he has no idea what's going on. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Um, woke dude to play in that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, having a very regular opinion nowadays is like wow. <laughs> oh man, I mean, maybe Aaron Foster shaped uh, American culture <laughs> the last decade or so. Who knows? Just just the thought. Colin something Ka- to, something to sit on. Arian, Arian Foster did yoga, so Colin Kaepernick could. Be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that Colin Kaepernick could have an entire country get uh, mad at him for not knowing what he's protesting about for a while. <laughs> and make hundreds, tens of millions of dollars over Nike Kaepernick jerseys. Mm, true, true, true. I feel like Nike has a lot more swing to get him back into the league than what they're doing, though. Let's just let's just be honest here. <laughs> there are a lot of people who, who, have a, who have a lot more power that could do more to get Colin back in the league, but they're just choosing not to. <laughs> This is a con- going a controversial direction, but it's definitely more profitable for Nike to have Colin Kaepernick be. Oh, f- oh, for certain. I mean, it's a good business decision. But I'm just saying, though. Like, if we're, I would like people to be genuine with if they say they're trying to help him or not, because 
I would love Colin Evans to be back in the league, but it seems like no one genuinely is trying to help him. And it's should pretty we transition sad. into talking about the presidential debate? Yes, we should. So anyways, uh, <laughs> the radical left. <laughs> Kidding. Um, um, what but, other final thoughts do we have on the NFL? Mm, oh, I have, one la- I have one last thoughts just because the Lakers game started. Uh, and so far, uh, AD missed a turnaround jumper and the Heats are kind of uh, starting to double around a little bit. Some of these screens. Interesting. Anyways, uh, yeah, is Kirk Cousins not, and the Vikings in general, not as bad as we once thought they were? I mean, they ended up being a pretty solid Tennessee team that we that we all feel pretty high on. And all it took was, or, to be in by one point, all it took was Dalvin Cook rushing for 181 yards and uh, an unproven rookie uh, receiving for about 175. That's all it took, though, for a one-point win. <laughs> no big deal. Wait, did they win or did they lose by it? Oh, they actually lost five points. I'm, I'm, I'm mistaken. Oh, great. So actually, they are as bad as we thought. It took them all that <laughs> just, just, just to lose by one point okay. <laughs> to a pretty good um, Tennessee team. Not a great team, a pretty good Tennessee team. I don't want to talk team. about my NFC North predictions, about at least not with the Vikings for the rest of the year. Fair. Um, also, the Heat yeah, doubling LeBron a lot see. so far. Interesting. I didn't see their defense being that bad. Also, that's another thing. Um, and also, Kirk Cousins, I guess, I believe was an average quarterback and really bad. Right. Um, but that's another thing with the Saints. The Saints are not really that well built, as well built around Drew Brees as I had expected. But that might also be because Michael Thomas is missing games and he's maybe he deserves more credit than he gets. Right. Fair. <laughs> Michael Thomas has literally put off the Drew Brees' old discussion by two years by just existing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, like, if Michael, if you were to build a receiver or a tight end that's going to be, like, just a safety net, mm-hmm. Michael, you build Michael Thomas. Exactly. His hands are automatic, and he can he his his route running is crazy. Is within ten yards. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do anything. Yeah, not crazy speed, but just enough uh, like agility to kind of get uh, an acceleration to kind of get separation. Uh, I totally agree. All right. I, I don't have any more thoughts um, besides the fact that um, oh, we didn't even talk about how stupid it was the uh, Eagles punted <laughs> in overtime. That was we didn't even talk point. about that. How the <laughs> we have no confidence in your in your defense whatsoever. Remember, uh, <laughs> Doug Peterson. Nice job there, man. Great job. Hang Doug Peterson on the Liberty Bell. Um, yeah, they still have. A, they're still technically defeated. They're a winless team. I'm glad you did that, just to be a winless team. Why they have fourth and twelve from their own fifty? Like, dude, just keep, you're giving Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bank. Like, just freaking go for it. how? How like desperate and sad are you? Well, I don't get it, man. The, the Eagles are a super self pitying team right now, and it's, it's 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 pretty sad. Like Carson Wentz is almost getting to get self pityish too, too. It's uh, it's it's getting out of hand, really. But if any team is gonna suck, seeing the city of Philadelphia suck is. Yeah, exactly. Well, the city of Boston, I'd prefer, but yeah, Philly's a, Philly's a close second for sure. Yeah, they're up there. They're up there. So it, it kind of works out, and also Joe Burrow gets his first uh, non loss in the NFL. So that's a, that's an achievement, um, right? Backup slash starter. Wait, no, starting. Yeah, uh, my starting quarterback in the fantasy football league. Uh, <laughs> starting. Well, who's your other? Who's your other QP? 
Oh, this is perfect. Carson Wentz got done. <laughs> and you made the right decision. <laughs> I mean, they, the volume, they're not scared to throw it 50 times a game. Oh, well, exactly. And they're usually playing from behind, so you're definitely going to get those, yeah. those passing stats. Sling it, sling it, sling it. Oh, man. All right. Well, I think that will uh, do it for me, probably. Um, you got anything else, Sid? Uh, no, I'll see you at that FC Championship game. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, I, think, I assume we'll both be, um, at that point, it'll be 18 and 0. I'm sorry, 17 and 0. 17 and 0 by the time that happens. Assuming we're both Same getting here. the 1 and 2 seed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We don't play each other, so it's entirely possible. Exactly. Yep. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing who yeah. <laughs> remains. Yeah, Nick Foles. I also am very excited to see uh, what Russell Wilson has to say once Nick Foles does win an MVP. All right, all right. Well, when Russ does for sixty touchdowns this year, I think we'll, I think we'll have to reassess that argument. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Also, KCP just took a contested mid-range shots. This is terrible. That's what you love to see right there. Although Dwight is getting in Bam's head, so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the games are heating up. I'm looking forward to seeing how how many bang calls. Oh, so what's your over under on bang calls? I'm going to two this game as well. I think two and a half. I'll probably go over on that still. Regardless, it's, it's, it's the finals. Things are, about to get, things are about to get weird. I'm just glad we have Mike Green along to help us out through it all. I need two Dwight Howard technicals for this series. So. Jesus Christ, Danny Green just fucking leveled Bam Adebayo on our board. <laughs> Jesus. All right, all right. Enough, enough live commentary. <laughs> This uh, concludes episode four of Box Seats with Jason Sid, and we will see you next week on Wednesday morning. We're a little, we're a little late this week, if you guys didn't notice, but whatever. We're the Super Bowl if you're a Bears fan. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to ignore us until then. Oh, basket interference, that's horseshit, whatever. All right, we're, we're done here. <laughs> I'm going to get speed stressed out for the next three hours. Peace. Yeah, Peace out, man. <laughs>